0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. Did you know there's a few different ways you can support us? We have a really cool Patreon page that has some great perks for contributing. Also, we have four sweet shirt designs currently up on our store Envy page. Both links will be in the description below. And no matter how you choose to support us, we are so grateful to have you on board. Enjoy the show. what is up polka we are back with another brand new edition of big boys and body slams episode nine for one week away from ten boys how's it feel
1: feels good feels pretty darn good doesn't Mm
0: -hmm. it my name is zach over here we got luke
2: let me tell you something brother the big boys and body slams we're almost in episode 10 dude and kyle hey everyone i'd also like to mention i got my first win in fantasy football dude Thank
0: you for the the ongoing uh, fantasy saga. Thank you for the update, Luke.
2: You're welcome, brother. Hey,
1: I hope everybody saw Conor McGregor get what he deserves over the weekend. Did you guys see the pictures
2: going around of Drake's face? Oh yeah <laughs> I loved that UFC is at an all time high Of like Similarity to WWE At oh, this It's point. becoming wrestling We had a Royal Rumble In the, in the ring <laughs> The Rumbless um,
0: Also I hope you guys enjoyed The new bumper we have Before the podcast I figured Instead of doing a Generic housekeeping segment Before uh, When we start each episode We could do a generic Housekeeping segment Before each episode starts So we hope You enjoyed that uh, As again As again Hmm? Once again, we are Big Boys and Body Slams coming to you from Centralia, Washington. That's not important, but I just felt like I should throw it in there. You right. can find us on the Google Play Store, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Let's get those YouTube subs up, everybody. We no got no Spotify still. No Spotify. I, that shit may have sailed. Yeah, we're we'll, we'll 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 look gonna look trying it. for it. We'll look back into it.
1: No shirts this week, but some of you need to start buying some. Nolan Lindegger, not pointing any fingers. <laughs> Ryan Donahue, you also said you'd buy some.
0: My brother, you also said you'd buy some. He doesn't listen though. Let's be honest.
2: Do well, these people
0: listen? Yeah, Nolan does. Okay, thanks, Nolan. Buy a shirt. Yeah, Nolan. Big boys, slams, dot store com. Link That's will be right. in the descriptions, however you are watching and or listening. Kyle, what do we have today?
1: So I'm going to tell you a story right here to start this off. Story time with Kyle. We'll get some music to lay under it. Bound for Glory 2005 was the first TNA show I ever ordered. I fell in love with TNA after this show. This is where this TNA mark comes from. Like, I got a little glimmer... In my eye right here, a little tear coming. This is the show. And it's a good show.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, once again, we weren't able to watch the show together today, so this is going to be kind of a... We, uh, huh? And a, Yeah, we. Uh, Two-thirds
1: gonna... of us watched the show together and yeah, had the, soup. the important man. So yeah, some of didn't. us take it seriously. You guys got soup? Yeah, we had cheddar broccoli soup. Dang. Out of the Instant
0: Pot. Um, so again, this is going to be kind of a fun little adventure to where I, I kind of i try not to show my hand but once i get here i just start talking about the show he says i'm not I'm gonna up. i'm not gonna talk anymore sh- about
1: the show and then he <laughs> and starts then I telling I us stuff.
0: to talk about the shows, but for the most part i think it'll be kind of a nice surprise um this is a period this is 2005 so this is a period when i actually was watching tna a bit um i was a big samoa joe and aj styles fan and that was the place to see them then i wasn't i still had never ordered any pay-per-views or anything but i had just been watching the television product so it was fun to go back and watch the show
1: and this is a time where their biggest acquisition is team 3d there's there's crazy no, there's a, no Christian there's no Kurt Angle there's no Sting yeah that's worth no noting this is
0: this was well before the diet WWE yeah. phase of, of TNA this is when they were still the youth revolution. I don't want to say homegrown talent because there was a lot of ex-WCW and ex-ECW guys in the roster at this time but the two big figureheads at the time were guys like Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles Samoa and Joe, Joe and unfortunately
2: um, Jeff Jarrett Double J.
0: Well then,
1: I mean, you even got the guys like the Team Canada guys, and yeah. then you have Monty Brown and Chris Saber. Yeah, this was this was
0: a lot of, of. There's a
2: lot of guys that young didn't talent. get a start elsewhere. I, I loved. I also agree with you, Zach. This is my absolute favorite point of TNA, and um, I'd be willing to say that the X division. I mean, for me, definitely the X division stacks up and is better than any cruiserweight, any light heavyweight division in the WWF, in WCW. Except for cruiserweights, right now are pretty damn good, but.
1: I mean, I'd still put the X-Division ahead of the Cruiserweights now because... They got, got
0: the time and they had the spots yeah, okay, and the pay-per-views. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: but you had Joe, you had AJ, you had Daniels, and then we talked about this during the podcast. Chris or Saban. The, the legendary the show. Chris Saban, yeah. Chris Saban and Petey Williams don't really get the love that they deserve. Oh, and The they, Canadian destroyer. By
0: the way, that was something I was thinking about during that uh, X-Division, the uh, Ultimate X match, was that Petey Williams still in Impact to this day. Yes, he is. Still wrestling for Impact Wrestling. Which it's is awesome. Last, yeah. Never jump ship. Uh, has stuck around for all that time which well, is
2: Sanjay Loki Loki's key. low not in I'm, there I'm not saying he's on there right now I'm not even saying he's on the pay-per-view he's but he's actually. saying he exists yeah I'm just saying there was a ton of great x oh, talent uh, yeah. oh okay uh, should we get into the show yeah let's do it so
0: we open with a an interesting video package basically it's hyping up all the matches it's pretty well done and there's this uh, gentleman dressed in like
2: traditional we mm. we gonna we are gonna mention that pre-show at all
1: yeah. Oh well, yeah,
0: yeah. Get into that first. So Get into the, that first. the pre-show
1: Sorry. match was uh, was really good. It was Alex Shelley versus Austin Aries versus Roderick Strong versus Sanjay Dutt in a four-way. Wink, wink. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I want to point out that this is 2005, and Austin Aries is on the pre-show. Well, in two weeks is Bound for Glory 2018, and Austin Aries is in the main event. What a time! It's it's crazy to see how his career's progressed. He's a great wrestler. Only took him 13 years. Well, I mean, he's. I feel like that,
0: t- comment, t- that comment was unwarranted,
1: Luke. That was a yeah. Dream. I mean, he's no, also no, no, main no. evented other shows. He could be listening. This. He's incredible. He, he's won the championship like in 2013. He is too, incredible. But, yeah, um, we're not really going to talk too much about this match. We're just going to kind of let you know it was a good match.
0: It was worth noting I didn't watch it because I was watching the GWN feed, which did not have the pre-show included in the in like the main pay-per-view segment. So. It was on the DVD that Kyle and Luke were watching. However, I did not get to watch it. I was bummed out because it didn't seem like it was going to be
1: a great match. So, Luke,
2: if there's any spots you want to hit. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, you said it's a good match, and I don't feel like you're doing it justice. So, uh, the point of this pre-show, and Don West was really selling it hard during it, was once you watch this, you were supposed to think, God, I have to order this pay-per-view. Because, you know, this whole time they're like, hey, if you love this order this right now and i thought this was an amazing match to show off a lot of uh, car crash type talent and really get it going um i'd like to say I love sanjay dutt the player from the himalaya and i never really watched slash had enough appreciation for austin aries or Roderick strong but they started Roderick strong chops so damn hard that they started a holy shit chant for the chopping also don't forget there was a weird tag rule in though for the fatal four yeah. Like, if you got tired, you could tag another person in, but then you would lose your chance to win basically because whoever got the pinfall, it wins. was super weird rules, but it was a really good match. I liked it, yeah. Roderick Strong, hardest chops I've ever heard in my damn life. Those yeah, were gunshots he's a good chopper. every time. Who, who picked up the win? Uh, Sanjay Dutt picked up the win by the Dragon Rana, and uh, I gave it a three and three quarter star match, mm-hmm. yeah. Me too. Um, I would 10 out of 10 have bought this shit after I watched that. There's no yeah. question, and that's, then at, that's the point. And then
1: after that, you got uh my legend, Raven, coming to the ring and saying he wants the title shot. So, preface this, Kevin Nash pulled out of this main event. So, they were trying to find a main event. Did, did he for actually him.
2: pull out or is he just... Who knows? Okay.
1: But he said they said he was in the hospital. So, Raven comes out. He wants his rematch because he lost the title at a house show. He said, what about me? He said, what about me? What about Raven? Zabisco's like, no. So <laughs> then Raven chokes Zibisco, Larry Zabisco, who came out. And then Rhino comes out and Rhino... Uh, says Ryan, Raven isn't the same. Some girls got it in his head or something. Uh, a few years ago, you were crucifying people and stealing families and yeah, kidnapping people and yeah. yeah. Na- now, now you're different. So then Raven attacks Rhino and then Cassie Riley is randomly with Raven, helps Raven, and then eats a fucking gore. Oh, a sweet gore! Uh, yeah, he, he sold it really well.
0: I will say, you mentioned Larry Zabisco. He is like out of control on this show he's acting like a 1940s like big silver screen motion picture actor
2: and he's sweating all over the place he's like he's he is got- like a 10 and a 10 this whole time and you can tell yeah no he's got a whole a huge ass rag and he's just padding the whole time <laughs> he's
0: acting like a stressed out banker from the 50s like this whole <laughs> show lying out the door yeah.
2: well i mean how are you gonna feel you
1: have fucking raven going after you all That's true all day You're trying
0: to figure out your main event for the show that's happening
1: after this raven and zabisco had a feud where I think Raven and Zabisco actually wrestled the match, but then Yikes. Zabisco was bringing in guys like from Raven's past to face him.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That is a
1: cool storyline. That's interesting. But then, yes, we get to your video package. So yeah, we
0: get to a video package. There's a man dressed in, I guess, traditional. The Af- TNA narrator. Come on now. Sorry, the TNA narrator. Is he dressed in like traditional African garb? Yeah, it yeah, uh, looks like he's wearing what Akeem. African- uh, literally yeah, literally what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. he's got a great voice and he's just going through the show. He delivers G-N-A. delivers a little monologue. It's awesome. Uh, Super cool. I thought I was hyped up to watch the show after that video package. And after that, we get straight into the action. And the first match, of course, is Samoa Joe versus Jushin Thunder Liger. And I'd like to say,
2: apparently Hurricane Wilma was happening during this. Yeah, they made a Hurricane Wilma reference. They said, not even Hurricane Wilma can stop us. So that, I thought that was interesting. Right on. Impact. They're in Orlando. Yeah. Um,
0: yes, so Jushin Thunder Liger and Samoa <laughs> Joe makes his entrance and does this like really cool traditional like Samoan dance. It was really cool. With some dancers. I've never seen him do that before. Well, we- I knew he was a dancer previous uh,
2: to uh, wrestling. I was going to say, it's a cool to see a different side of Samoa Joe. I yeah. could never see him doing that today, but that boy was getting He down. was getting it. Getting down with his he bad was. self. Mm. Uh, it was a really extravagant
0: entrance. The crowd is super into Samoa Joe. And then once Jushin Thunder Liger comes out, they... They give the man the respect they he lose deserves. Their shit. They lose the. The crowd was so hot for the whole show, but particularly this opening match. They were on fire for this match. Holy streamers! Oh, yeah, streamers, um, yeah, yeah, they, streamers so they, they Did the streamers for
2: uh, Liger's entrance? Oh, also his his theme music literally sounds like it came straight out of a Japanese anime. Oh yeah,
0: oh yeah. Well, the funny thing is too, they're ta- they're talking about on commentary how he's such a seasoned veteran, and this was in 2005, and he's still an active wrestler to this day.
1: Right Almost what
0: man. 20 years later What a legend crazy. Um, Too bad he got squash I, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it a squash Yeah I wouldn't I call it we'll a squash the He got here. some offensive um, So mm. The crowd is going nuts as, as they get in They get in they, they size each other up For a good while They do a long stare And after the match starts L- Liger hits a basement drop kick Joe gets sent outside of the ring um, Liger goes to jumps on Joe from the top rope, and then he goes for a crossbody back when they get back inside the ring. But Joe catches him and then hits a fall away slam and then hits a huge running knee to Liger in the corner. And then a, there's a big knee drop for a near fall from Joe to Liger. And then a nice like running power slam spot that, um, Samoa Joe does when he does an Irish whip and then he hits the quick snap power slam. Uh, that got a near fall and then his rear chin lock to Liger for a bit, just kind of wearing him down. Um, and then there's a rolling knee to Joe in the corner, a suplex to Joe for a near fall. He got him up and over for a nice suplex. The crowd really ate that one yeah. up. Yeah, uh, he sold he a, it very well. Yeah, he did. He tried a couple times and then finally got him over. It looked like he just barely got him, but it was it was cool to see it. I mean, Joshin Thunder Liger's not necessarily small. Like he's short, but he's he's tall, bulky. Or not tall, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but Joe is enough. just they're selling Joe at 285 back then. And I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that, but big dude still. It is weird to see him so young.
1: Yeah, he's here. kinda baby like, as hell. Huh? I was gonna say he's kinda got a babyface on him.
0: Yeah. And I not only that, he's kind of baby face to the crowd too. Yeah. So in more ways. Crowd, the crowd I'm loves one, him. Yeah, the crowd loves him. Um, but they also love uh they all love Liger too. So this was oh, yeah. they, they got nice dueling chance during this match as well. Um so, um Smojo does hit a nice Inzaguri for a near fall to Liger and then uh hits a power bomb from the corner. Um, Liger or Liger hits a power bomb from the corner, I should say, which I was into that so it looked like it almost looked like um, Samoa Joe was trying to set Liger up for the muscle buster and then uh, Liger got out of it and then took Joe out of the corner and power bombed him for a near fall I didn't know the man had that move in him
1: (laughs) that was really cool I like that a lot. that was a good sequence
0: Uh, and then right after that though Joe got uh, angry and then hit a muscle buster did not go for the pinfall got the coquina clutch put Liger to sleep for the victory
1: it was undefeated by the way he was
0: undefeated that's definitely worth Uh, noting
1: I also gotta say This is one of those spots where Joe puts the uh, submission on and the ref raises the hand one. Yeah, three times. And it actually happened. You don't see that very often, but I thought that made Joe look really strong because he's putting a legend to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nowadays they don't do the, at least in WWE, they don't do the three
0: anymore. They do it once. And if you don't get your hand up really the match is over yeah they don't do the three anymore rarely every once in a while they'll do it but I usually, usually they'll just do a visual cue to see that he's out or they'll just do the arm once um which you wouldn't know because when is the last time joe put anyone to sleep with a cookie in a clutch on my rack? True. but that's a discussion for a different day Rip. uh this was a fun opening match um i'm gonna give it three stars i thought it was really cool to see liger and joe it's not appearing you think about the crowd was super duper hot for this match which definitely helped me get into it more as well it was a decent little match
2: uh you're also forgetting jushin thunder Liger using the very efficient and underused move the running bitch slap (laughs) (laughs) that's right he sprinted he sprinted wholesale into joe and then just slapped the shit out of him and then he got a muscle buster and a cocaine clutch for his troubles yeah uh three stars and one thing you mentioned earlier that they they build joe at 280 you said 280, 285. It was something around there. Well, anyway, I love that the X Division didn't have a weight limit like most other light heavyweight, cruiserweight divisions. As long as you were athletic. Yeah. Because Joe, I mean, Joe proved time and time again that he belonged there with the other young up and comers, which I dare say the most talent on the whole roster was in the X Division.
0: When it's all said and done for Samoa Joe and he rides off back to wherever it is Samoa Joe is going to ride off to, (laughs) is he going to go down as one of the greatest of all time? I think so. I say yes for sure. I think what, just, what number? Oh, I'm well, not putting a number on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not, saying, I'm not is putting he in the conversation for you? Yes. Because I think just his size and his athleticism yes. is still like, even today, it's amazing to watch the things he He's can do. He's got the
2: best big man in Zagiri of all time. Oh, I agree.
1: Um, Kyle? I gave it two and three quarters. And mm. um, I know I'm kind of going a little bit down because it was a good match, right? But as I'm watching this match again, and I remember thinking this a long time ago, um, these two could have done better. Mm-hmm. Oh, they definitely these two could with more time could have tore the house it, down. It was
0: it was worth noting it was a very short match. It, yeah, I, it was, I wouldn't call it a squash per se, but it was
1: uh, what maybe six, six, seven minutes maybe. So like yes, it was a good match, and I think for any other two wrestlers, you could make the the argument for a three star match. But I think they could have
2: done more. The ceiling was, I mean, the ceiling's gigantic for those two. Right, for sure. I agree. Yeah, no, it all just
0: came out of time for yeah. me.
2: They just couldn't tell as much of a story.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I was going to go for about 2.75,
1: but man, that crowd just. Oh, the crowd was defined, hot. The, 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 hot. Cra- the crowd was hot through the whole show. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Except when they thought Jarrett was going to win the title. Then they were. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like it. They that. were like, oh, no. Um,
0: <laughs> so after that, we got a. So. <laughs> They said it was going to be Shane Douglas interviewing the Diamonds in the rough. And um, then he didn't.
1: Shane Douglas was nowhere to be seen. I'm pretty sure that happened again throughout the show.
0: Uh, he was usually there after that, but that but, first time especially I noticed. Hey, huge friend of the podcast, the franchise. The franchise, mm. who is a you backstage great here, interviewer uh, for TNA at the time. But not for this segment, because it was just... Uh, it was just
1: the diamonds and the rough hyping themselves to, up i have to say i really like shane Douglas as a backstage interviewer he was he, he was intense yeah he, he's intense and he shows a lot of charisma and he, yeah. he he acts like he's actually really into it and so i don't know it you know there's a lot of these backstage announcers now that are just kind of like the boring like don't do the motions espn type guy and but shane Douglas was like yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, like, just, he was like hyped up. He was, he up, was got definitely
2: some, a character. He got was some not. white powder and got the, got the work. <laughs> it, no, we didn't mean that, franchise. We love you.
0: Uh, so we do lead right into the match after that, which is, of course, uh, the Diamonds on the Rough, which is Simon Diamond, David Young, and... Prime time, time, time slash the
2: skipper, which is what they no, kept calling E-lix, him. No, E-lix, Elix, Elix Skipper. Prime time, Elix Skipper.
0: E-lix skipper. Yeah. Yes, I I called him Prime Time, and then I went back and forth between Skipper and my notes, so I have to straighten that out.
1: Um, um, and they were facing Apollo, Sonny Siaki, and the unsung hero Shark Boy. Yeah, Shark Boy, who got a monstrous pop from this so, crowd. So, so, me and Luke were, were <laughs> talking about this. How did they never get sued for Shark Boy? Because remember, there was like the Disney movie Shark Boy and Lava, Lava Girl. Girl. Yeah, like how did? How did Sharkboy get away with this for so many years?
0: They probably couldn't trademark something as generic as a Sharkboy, because it wasn't like they were directly ripping off the film's IP. Like it wasn't. Uh, what well, was, you yeah? You know what I mean? Like it, it was a different interpretation of what a Sharkboy could be. I, I don't know why we're having this discussion. <laughs> I
1: don't know, but Sharkboy was. Just, awesome. i thought about no, it. it before, worth it's worth noting.
2: It's worth noting. Is I, he still around? Um, sure. I would love to see him pop up in Bound for Glory in a couple weeks. I just, I just wish this was uh, the Stone Cold Shark Boy
1: with the vest and the clam juice yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. Well, how badass would that be? Because you know, there's that tag team match coming up at the at Bound for Glory, and it's it's Rich Swan and a partner of his choosing versus Matt Sydal. And I forgot Matt Sydal's partner's name. Shark Boy is it Shark <laughs> Wouldn't that be badass if Shark Boy came to be Rich Swan's partner? That would
0: be great. They could do a little dance number together.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Pure speculation. It. I was looking into this match. Um, do it. It was a pretty fun little match,
0: I thought. Uh, So Simon and Sharkboy start the match. Simon gets uh, the early offense on Sharkboy, takes him out with the lariat for a near fall, sends him into the corner, um, and then the DSD gets countered, and then Shark gets thrown off the top, um, and little man taking big, big bumps, and then uh, Sharkboy bites, gets the shark bite on Diamond.
2: That is is so great. Such a silly, silly move. By the way, uh, we talked about how Jim Cornette hates Joey Ryan and the dick flip. What do you think he thinks about the ass bite?
0: I think he thinks it's ridiculous, and I think he hates Sharkboy. I think he hates Cheeseburger, probably. This is fucked up, motherfucker. <laughs> Whoa, Jim Cornette. This is stupid as fuck, motherfucker. Oh, There's the my guess. mayonnaise, motherfucker? Uh, Mr. Cornette, uh, it's nice to meet you. We have a uh, interview right Double here. Double catch up. So Mr. Cornette, Podcasts are so, so new school. Uh, Jim, I like newspapers. <laughs> Jim, what do you think of Sharkboy? He's dumb as fuck, motherfucker. He's not a heel.
2: <laughs> okay. I hate Jim Cornette. We'll have to do a Jim Cornette episode. But, but, the, but the having his mask on and then pretending to bite someone's ass is awesome. And the way uh, Simon
0: Diamond stole it was great, too. He was running around like he just got his ass burned by like a lighter of a flame or something. <laughs> or bitten by a shark. Or bitten by a shark, exactly. Uh, so primetime does come in now. And then Apollo comes in, hits a neckbreaker for a near fall onto... Skipper, see, I went back and forth. Hey,
1: back and forth. So, you guys always make fun of me for liking big guys. Yeah, Apollo was not bad. No, I I agree. He had some cool moves in this match. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't even really remember him. That
0: I was much. just about to say that. I really don't remember the diamonds. I remember the diamonds in the rough in a name, but I don't necessarily remember Simon Diamond. But the other two guys, well, just- Apollo
1: wasn't in the diamonds in the rough, but he was with oh, sorry, yeah, he was with yeah. Sonny. I don't remember him either. Okay, but <laughs> you don't remember Elix Skipper. Not really, time, baby. Not really. You don't remember when he was—he climbed the cage in TNA and did the uh, Huracurana off the top? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Like the tower or whatever? No, he, he's the one that walked across the cage and jumped up in the air. And yeah, but weren't there three dudes along the cage? I'm pretty well, sure it was just a guy sitting on top of the cage. Well, he okay. looked good, good sorry, too. Dad. Yeah, he, he did look good. No, he was great. No, he very no, good. I, he's I, good. Thought, I thought
0: all six gentlemen looked as good as they could in this match.
1: I don't remember Siaki or Apollo, though. I remember
0: Siaki the, was I, I, in for a short period in this match, and... Uh, it was a name that I'm sure I've heard, but it was again. I've heard just, the name. I just don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Continue with you. with you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so again, Apollo does hit a neckbreaker for a near fall. Um, and then gets a ha- like a, I called this a half Nelson slam, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it hits it's It was a half Nelson slam. It was an interesting move for a near fall. And then um, Young comes in, takes out Apollo. And there's uh, some double teamwork. Uh, skipper. Uh, gets a shoulder block to Apollo for a near fall, and then Apollo hits a cutter to Skipper, and then Sayaki comes in, takes out everybody. Uh, this was like probably the duration, the majority of his, his offense. I had a hard time. I don't know about you guys, but I had a, kind of a difficult time telling who was the legal man in this match. Yeah, oh actually, yeah, so people the, were so just the coming official. and so going it, yeah. like
1: crazy. Luke and I
2: mentioned that too. We were like, "What is going on? Who's it was legal?" A, it was a bit messy. I tell you what, motherfucking Slick Johnson was in there. He keeps shit straight.
0: Dude, we're Slick Johnson, guys, here at the podcast. Friend of the podcast, Slick oh. Johnson. Was he the first ever friend of the podcast? He might have been.
1: Well, either him, Dakota. Oh, yeah, it's probably Dakota. Slick, though.
2: Well,
0: we might have referenced Slick as no, the first No, It might have been the franchise,
1: podcast. dude. Oh, yeah, it was franchise.
0: So. so he's the OG
2: friend mm-hmm. of the podcast.
0: Hit okay, me up. Okay,
2: okay. For Twitter, buddy. Uh, so
0: again, Siaki comes in. He takes out everyone. Apollo hits a cutter to Young. Skipper takes out Iaki outside. Shark comes, jumps over the top rope onto everybody. Then Young jumps over the top rope to everybody. Apollo hits a super kick to Simon Diamond. And then he goes over the top rope. And there's just a mass of humanity <laughs> outside of the ring at this point. Mm-hmm. Things really started breaking down. It was chaos. Uh, it was fun chaos, but I do think it kind of, at this point, started to hurt the match a little bit. It was a little too messy. Um, but... I did like the spot of everybody jumping over the top rope a lot. I thought that was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And so Apollo does jump over the rope, and then Siaki and Skipper in the ring now. Uh, Young comes in, hits a spine buster to Siaki for the win. Again, uh, didn't know, I didn't know David Young was the legal man, but Hold on. apparently he was.
2: That was like a reverse leapfrog into a spine buster. <laughs> yeah, you, for, you forgot that, fair, that uh, Skipper threw Siaki over the top yeah, and, and then of, right into the spine yeah,
0: buster. Yeah, kind of caught him. Uh, I give the match 2.8. I thought it was a pretty decent little match. Uh, it was a little too chaotic for me. Uh, just there was a lot. Uh, order was not something that you found very much in this match. But I did enjoy it. I wasn't bored. It wasn't bad.
1: Um, I gave it two and a half. I thought I thought it was good. I just thought it was really sloppy. And I at some points and I hated that I never knew who the legal man was. That yeah, really that, bothered me. That was the thing that drug it down for me. But back to Apollo, he was hitting some cool cutter-like maneuvers. Like yeah. he, he, I remember him throwing a guy up. Turn it was around like a, yeah, it was and like Yeah, it was awesome. Those are
2: some cool stuff. Luke, you can take the mic. Oh, hey, thanks, man. Uh, two and three quarters. I thought it was very fun, but yeah, it, it was just sloppy. It was just chaos. But you know what, dude? With your complaint about the ref not knowing who the legal man is and so on and so forth, <clears throat> I never realized. We've watched so many pay-per-views and granted a couple of them have been ass. Um, we've watched so much. I forgot how much the referee just says, screw it. And forget who the legal man is. That happens. I've noticed that happens so much, especially with Tito Ortiz. Yes, especially Tito Ortiz who might not have read the rule book before like <laughs>
0: he, he was just letting him he was letting him go fast and loose in that main event. But we'll nice. get that, we'll get that. Uh So up next Shane Douglas is backstage he's interviewing Jeff Jarrett who basically just says screw everyone
1: on the roster it's Jeff Hardy screw you Sabu screw you Oh the homicidal genocidal
2: No he said homicidal suicidal he forgot the mass, mass murder part yes yeah
0: screw you Raven screw you. And then Monty Brown comes up. Oh, and, no. hello, Mr. Brown. And pretty much dares him to say it to him and then says he can smell his fear. And just Monty Brown is just peak
2: Monty. He's so weird in this God, promo. God, he looks he so looks good. though. Him, he yeah. looks great. He is weird in this promo, though. Uh, like he's in. he said he's, he's going to hunt you down like he's in the Serengeti. So yes.
1: I'm, I'm going to put this out there right now. My goal is to find Monty Brown online and message him about our podcast.
0: Pounce. Uh, yeah, he was weird, but in a good way. It was. This was a fun. This was a fun little thing. I I got to admit, I kind of like Jeff Jarrett just like running down everybody on the roster. I thought it was a funny. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. And and
1: then then Monty
2: Brown was just using weird words that didn't make sense. Yeah, he
1: was like he must have like been looking at the source right before
0: he uh, came on. on Oh oh
2: my gosh! Uh, I'm going to tumultuous. He (laughs) he's just using weird adjectives. I'm going to tumultuously take you out to Jarrett, and then he also said, "I'm going to perpetually pop you."
0: Dog never changed. Monty Brown
2: never it uh, Also, I guess he was like noting... Stephen A. Smith,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Also, it's worth noting uh, Gail Kim was with Jeff Jarrett. Just
2: wanted to throw that out there. Slight bosom shots.
0: Slight, slightly, slightly. Yes. And up next, we get we do get Lance Hoyt versus Monty Brown, and we get a Slick Johnson sighting. I slick! Wrote, wrote it down. Slick Johnson is. I learned,
2: I learned tonight that his real name is Mark, and I'm pissed that he didn't come out of the womb as Slick. I, 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 w- I hope I wish his name was uh, Rick. So from this point on, we're never going to refer to him as Mark. He is always slick. slick. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Lance Hoyt versus Monty Brown. Monty Brown, match. by the way. Sorry, I keep no, interrupting. Ahead, but uh Monty Brown's theme, which is just like, Pants! It's just a rip-off of Down with the Sickness. And you can't tell me otherwise. It is like the same guitar riff from Down with the Sickness. I'll buy that. Sounds like most Disturbed songs. Really? You're going to hate on Disturbed right now? Is that The better new metal band than... A certain Disturb atmosphere. is
0: terrible. Okay, so we have Lance Hoyt versus Monty Brown here. Uh, so again, Slick Johnson is the referee for this match. Uh, so Brown comes in and gets an early advantage. Uh, Hoyt does come back, shoulder blocks Brown, and uh, Monty needs a breather so he goes outside and then Monty sends Hoyt inside again and then he goes for a plancha right back out because uh, Brown is kind of outside playing to the crowd and just being cocky Monty Brown which gives uh, Lance Hoyt a chance to recover uh, catch his breath and then just plunges right over the top rope onto him uh, Big for a big guy Lance Hoyt was doing some pretty athletic things in this
1: match He, I'm not a huge Lance Hoyt fan which shocks me by the way yeah because I like big guys I guess but uh, nice. I like big boys that do body slams hey. but uh he has a really nice, uh, really smooth move set. Is what I noticed. Yeah, a really good moonsault. Yeah, he did, which he did later. His moonsault was sick. Yeah, it was a great moonsault. Uh, so
0: Hoyt eats some massive gunshot chops by Monty Brown here. A lot of big chops on this show.
2: Not quite Roderick Strong. No, but.
0: not quite Roderick Strong, but but still pretty good. Uh, he, and then uh, Hoyt decides he's going to try some of his own. They exchange uh, some chops and they exchange corner strikes. Hoyt gets suplexed to the outside and then Brown hits a followaway slam. And then Hoyt comes back with a big boot. We're back in the ring now. And then uh, Lance Hoyt hits the moonsault to Monty Brown for a near fall. And then... Um,
2: Hello? Yes? It's right about this time that I notice uh, in the background of this crowd is one lovely lady wearing a black shirt that simply says, I heart dick.
0: <laughs> that's so true. I didn't notice that. So,
2: please, please, viewers, uh listeners at home, if you watch this pay per view, watch out for the Monty Brown Lance Hoyt match where you will get a good view of the lady with the I Heart Dick shirt. Lady, if you're listening, can you write in and tell us what that shirt's about? Like, who's that reference I think we know what that yeah, shirt's it's about. That's pretty self explanatory.
0: Yeah. All right. 2005, man. What a time.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't think stuff like that's changed, but all right. Uh, maybe not. I think people um, still heart dick. It's some people. Uh, so
0: Hoyt goes for a crossbody, but gets caught and then gets power bombed uh, for a two brown. Or sorry, it's the other way around. Um, he gets a power bomb onto Brown for a near fall, and then uh, Hoyt hits a urinagi for a near fall. Which again, you might not, you might know. Is, I'm a uh, what? I'm sorry. A urinagi.
2: You watch your mouth. Sorry, a rock bottom. Okay.
0: <laughs> for a near fall, and then Brown hits the pounce out of nowhere for the B-b-b-b-pounce. win. What do you guys think of this match?
1: I gave it two and a half. I thought it was a good match. Good big man match. Uh, Monty Brown is... I really like him. I really wish he would have stuck around in TNA instead of going to WWE, CW, and being Marcus Corvon because that didn't work. Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, Yeah, two and a half. I'm right there with you. I actually gave it three. Wow. Because I thought... I I mean, Lance Hoyt, I did not expect much. He was super impressive. Monty Brown was super fun to watch. Super high energy. Um, He had that... You kind of mentioned a power bomb, but he has like an alpha bomb which I thought was super cool and I thought should actually be his finisher, but I remember as a kid not liking Monty Brown And I think it's one that disturbed ripoff song, but then I saw the pounce and I was like That's why I yeah, didn't like it." Yeah, this guy's got him. a problem with the
0: pounce. So if you, if Dude the pounce know, The pounce is essentially
2: just a big shoulder block He likes big. the gore, but he doesn't like the pounce. I love the, the same gore. They're not the basically. The same. They're close. Bro, he just throws one shoulder in and this one was like a gross-looking pounce It's too. okay to be wrong.
0: Okay, I will give you this pounce was a tiny. The bit pounce. Sucks. Uh, so, did you? What did you rate it, Luke? Sorry, three, three stars.
2: It all was right, good. All right, that right.
0: right. was good. Right on. Uh, so after this, we get some shots of TNA fans in India. Oh, we forgot to mention there was a, a fan fest clip before the last match. I just this was not, not as there. good
1: as WrestleMania Ten fan fest, but, but, still, but I wish I was there.
0: It looked cool. The room was full. People were signing autographs. Looked like a good time. It was funny that they're they interviewing all these uh, people and they're talking about how TNA is the future.
2: TNA is going to be around forever. And like knowing what happened, like slowly it was like. ooh, uh, They were nice. also saying. uh We love TNA because they're not like the other people. They're not a big soap opera. And I was like, boy, just give it the next ten years are going to be a shocker for
0: you. Um, So that was that. Uh, After that, we get uh, Shane Douglas actually interviewing somebody. This time, he's interviewing the uh, Three Life Crew backstage. Um, Three Life Crew, which of course is the Truth Conan. Oh, you didn't know. And BG James, who formerly known as Road Dog, and Kip James is there too. Uh, Who's
1: formerly Billy Gunn? Formerly, and what was he? What was his point? He was trying to make. He want okay. So, Team Canada has a guy outside the ring, right? So Kip James was saying, "Listen, I'll be in your guys's corner." Conan doesn't trust him, and and Ron the Truth and BG are like, "Yeah, come on, yeah, we could use you in the corner." Conan's like, "Nah." Yeah, that
2: was yeah that short short. I was a it. I think I really only think Kip James showed up because he was wearing a shirt that said, "I'm Kip James, bitch." Like the Dave Good Chappelle observa- skit. Yeah, I yeah. know. I got it.
0: Yeah, thanks. Okay, thanks. Uh,
2: so watch that too. The next Bang. match
0: is going to be Team Canada, which is of course Eric Young, Bobby Roode, and A Young A One. Sorry. Steak sauce. <laughs> yes, versus the Three Life Crew, which is Conan, The Truth, who you might know as Our Truth, and BG James, who you might know as Road Dogg. Ron, s- yes, Ron, The
1: Truth Killing. And Scott. on The Truth Killing. Scott Diamore is outside the ring. Scott Demore is is
0: uh, escorting Team Canada to the ring. Yep. And is Gail Kim in, in this match as well, or is it just Demore?
1: I can't remember. No, Gail Kim's not in on this one. Okay. No. But uh, first of all, i got to say, I love both these factions. hmm Team Canada was like the ultimate heel faction in TNA,
2: and 3 Live Crew was so much fun. Well, I think Team Canada, I mean, obviously they were Canada in your face, but they didn't make that, they weren't one-dimensional with that. Uh, I feel like they, were, they did other heel stuff that wasn't just the classic foreign tropes. Yeah. And you know what else is crazy to me is how Bobby
1: Roode and Eric Young look in this match. Especially Eric Young. And it's like,
2: God damn. Something I
1: want to point out, too, is I forgot that every time the Team Canada pyro would go off... Eric Young would jump and be scared of it. Eric Young's
0: character is essentially this like cowardice like little boy yeah, that kind of that yeah. kind of
1: hides behind Rob, or Bobby Roode in and A1. And at this
0: point, uh, he's blonde with a faux hawk, clean cut. I love it. Uh, it's, no it's tattoos. Awesome. He he. What a career, character transformation he made throughout his career. Well, yeah.
1: Didn't you go from this to don't fire Eric to the yep. superhero Eric to yep. the world champion Eric yep. to sanity Eric?
2: Wow.
0: Eric, I appreciate Eric Young a lot. I really enjoy him. Good man, good man. Um, so let's get into this match, shall we? Uh, so Conan and Young are going to start. Conan is looking
1: jacked in this God, match. he looks good. He is looking stacked. The artist formerly known as Max Moon. <laughs> The juice is loose. The ju- maybe, possibly. I don't want to go throw Pop- in
0: accusations mm-hmm. around on people, but
1: okay. Conan was
0: in great shape here. Uh, I think this was, was this the only time he was in the match,
1: though. It might have been. Yeah, and he hit that badass Alabama slam. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, so
0: quick action to start. Uh, Rude comes in right away, and then Conan is on fire. He's taking everyone out. He throws a shoe at Eric Young, which I
1: laughed. Oh, at. is that what that was? <laughs> it was his shoe. He threw a shoe at Eric. Okay, Young. we we were thinking it was like it was a like cup a or, something. Bottle or something. No, it was his shoe. <laughs> I love it. It was
0: awesome. And so the 3 Life Crew gets a triple team on Bobby Rude and basically they hit the the uh flying headbutt to the, the
2: uh no, it was a flying leg. Oh, the drop. leg drop. Yeah, it, was yeah, yeah, leg I'm drop. Sorry, it was the
0: leg drop. It was the flying leg drop to the the not the non- PP bi- non- of uh of Bobby Rude. So then truth I guess is the legal man here. Um uh, Rude gets the advantage for a very short time, and then there's a Rana to Rude, and then a spin kick to Rude from uh, Truth. Truth was on fire here. Truth still looks good. Like, I'm glad they've been using him more on SmackDown. But Me too. At it back then, he was a
2: super athlete. I don't know why. I still think that he's one of the most underused wrestlers of all time. I've always thought I that. I agree. He's I just, just totally so agree. ridiculously do you, athletic. Do you guys remember when he came back and they did the, uh, the Miz and
1: R Truth versus The Rock and Cena? And yes. I thought R Truth was. Mm. Was going to be set up for this like well he may have invented the uh, Survivor Series
0: yeah but he also main invented the the one Great American Bash that WWE did against Cena for the title they did more than yeah, one I was of to say Great the American, American Bash. Bash but it was the one in 06 the one with Stacy Keebler on the on the on the poster
2: oh yeah he main invented that, that poster. Show.
0: Uh, and yeah i always think I, I was i remember going back to when he was k quick in wwe yeah me too i was really into him back then like, yeah he was cool uh so seeing him here yeah he's a super athlete in this match mm-hmm. um yeah i like i like the truth i'm a big truth me truth too fan. i always
1: have been What's
0: super, up? super cool to see him utilized on smackdown again now as a one of the a key player really and
1: i've always liked carmella too so i kind of like them together. it's a good pairing it's, it's a really weird good that pairing. she kind of turned face
0: like out of nowhere but she dyed her hair that's how you knew and she, she like the good. turn
1: was complete she looks good Mela is money dude
0: Mela is money So the spin kick that uh, Truth hits to Rude Does warrant a near fall And then A1 comes in Hits a running power slam to Truth And Truth gets beaten down in the corner Gets back up Hits a sling blade to Rude They didn't call it a sling blade But that's what it was It was a sling blade Uh, Nice man Yeah thanks Uh, My wrestling knowledge is just Pouring out of my brain tonight Even though last week I was missing moves Left and right I'm on. I'm on it tonight, fellas. Uh, So now both men are down, and then James uh, and James Storm and Eric Young come in, and then BG takes out James Storm isn't in
1: this match, bud.
0: I'm sorry. I meant BG James. Okay, comes in and just I'm used to having Bobby Roode and James Storm together. All right, Uh, and BG James comes in and just takes out everyone. He's doing the jive punches. He's doing not the shake rattle and roll, but but basically he's doing the shake rattle and roll to everybody. (laughs) He's just a striking machine here. Rude hits James with the hockey stick while the ref gets uh, distracted by Scott Dumore, and that allows Eric Young to get the pin. Um, I thought this was a pretty decent match. The ending kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I gave it three stars. I enjoyed it. I gave it two and three quarters. I thought it was really good. You forgot to mention that in the middle of the match, Kip James came down, sat down. Oh, yeah, he was sitting down on the ramp. And then after the match, Team Canada attacked three live crew, and Kip came for the save. But he came out, grabbed a chair, and acted like he was going to hit Conan. Yeah, because Conan was kind of. Uh, um, they were holding him. Yeah. For Kip and Saying, Kip hit him, bro. And Kip just started swinging at Team Canada. Yep, so Kip did the save. Two and three quarters. It was fun. It was kind of messy, but I love Three Life Crew. I love Team Canada. It was pretty. I, it was.
0: It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
2: Ooh. I gave it two and a half stars. Um, it was really quick. That was the biggest thing. It was, it was the. I, I did not expect it to end when it did. One thing we didn't mention. Uh, my favorite part was the intro. BG James like channeled complete degeneration or New Age Outlaws oh, yeah. I should say. He was like, "You might yeah. remember this." Yeah, yeah, and then does the you know Teenage proudly presents the soon to be tag team champion champions of, of the, the world.
0: world. Yeah, that was um, nice. we were in harmony there, dude.
2: That's really nice. Wow, man, we're that's gonna be our next project. Yes. Um I really thought though that the hockey stick and all that. Team Canada, like I said earlier, great heel faction. But their heel finishes, their just slimy finishes, were awesome. And so busting the the hockey he stick, busted it on yeah, me yeah, too. breaking the hockey stick over BJ or BG James's head. That's uh, a hard
0: name to say. I don't yeah. like that name.
2: Yeah, and but anyway, it was a really good heel finish, and yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. But well, it's two and a half stars. Cool, quick, cool then we run backstage to Shane yes, Douglas Shane bothering Douglas Larry Zabisco, is, who is,
1: is yes wiped the sweat off his face Larry Zabisco is just frantic awesome and bothered Shane's him. like hey who's going to be in the main event Larry's like i don't know Shane i'll let you know when i know the wiped only, thing, sweat off his the only face.
0: thing he was missing was like a fat <laughs> cigar in his hand just to like take drags off of yeah, it like, yeah he was i loved it i thought the zbyszko was great here it it was cracking i me thought up. he was funny um, I've never heard Zabisco do anything but yell. That's true. That's true.
1: Same um, with Don West. So true.
0: <laughs> basically, what he does tell is he tells Shane Douglas that you'll be the first to know my plan when I have one. And that was that. And then we get a video package hyping up uh, the Ultimate X match, what it is, how it works, and who's going to be in it. I
1: got some tonight. trivia for you. Yes, please. Matt Bentley. Do you know who he is? He's Matt Bentley. Do you? But do you know where, well, he, I know, where no, he stands no. with a legendary wrestler? No, I don't. The cousin of a man coming <laughs> out of retirement Shawn Michaels? Yes sir Really? He was trained by and the cousin of Shawn Michaels
0: I had no idea He's yes, not
1: sir. as cute it, Not it, quite as sexy He's actually a way better looking guy than Shawn Michaels
0: Shawn Michaels looks like he works at a bowling alley
2: Yeah, can Shawn Michaels looks like, like he smokes I like, like <laughs> three packs a day Matt Bentley is with Tracy Brooks I love Matt, he's like one of
0: my favorites of all time, but he's rough Yeah, I don't, I, don't don't like yeah bald,
2: I, I don't like bald, Shawn, can we agree on
1: that? Oh yeah, but even even long-haired Shawn was not a good looking guy No, no, no Uh He's a
2: sexy boy. Shut up. Okay, okay,
1: so, Dad. Uh,
0: I'm really sorry. So we do get an Ultimate X match after that, and it's Petey Williams versus Chris Sabin versus Matt Bentley, who comes out with Tracy. Um, mm. Luke. And Petey Williams comes out with Scott
2: DeMoor. i some shots.
0: And Gail Kim. Was Gail Kim out now?
1: When did Gail Kim come out? Gail Kim came out for the America's Most Wanted match. Thank you. <laughs> Of, I know. I know sorry, we're all got, excited to see you. I got yeah. a little
0: excited. I got a little excited.
1: Easy, Larry. Everyone's working
0: for each other in this like TNA landscape. Because Team Canada's with Jarrett, and Jarrett's with American Most Wanted. And my head just starts spinning. I apologize.
1: Oh, it's all right. Continue and the it's match. Not,
0: no, it's not professional. And I just I want to sincerely apologize to everybody at home. I quit. Should we get into the match? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we do uh, get Pete Williams comes out with scott demore so i guess that's the only manager in the match uh this match was pretty wild so i'm gonna go through it as best i can but again as with all the ultimate x matches just watch the thing was anything on the line i know the title obviously wasn't. it was the number one
1: contender No, i figured yeah. it was at
0: least that uh i don't know if they necessarily stated that or not but i just wanted to. they did <clears throat> did they i must have been asleep just wanted to clear that up so this was the wow. number one contendership for the uh yeah watch this by the way x division title yeah as with any ultimate x match just watch it because it's so hard to do it justice. They're all dope. The words that I write down on paper. I will say right off the bat, this one I thought was much better than the last one we watched. I agree. Uh, I thought this was a very solid match. So let's get into it. So, um, Petey Williams goes right for the belt. It Gets taken out by Saban. Then Bentley and Saban exchange blows. Uh, Pete hits a really cool suplex combo to Sabin where he does one suplex and then kind of gets up and then hits... It was, I guess the second one was kind of like... It was like a sidewalk slam kind of suplex. Uh, backdrop suplex. It was really nice. Uh, Petey Williams, man... <laughs> So
2: good. Petey, all well, three of these guys are. Really all three
0: good. of these guys look great, but I think PD was the standout for me in this match. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I feel um, like Chris.
2: I feel like Sabin had, be- had some cool uh, he spots. He had the best too, spots for sure. Um,
0: so yeah, the suplex combo gets hit to, from PD to Sabin. Bentley gets off. Um, nice. Thank you. Thought <laughs> I meant to say. Uh, so. Yes, Bentley gets off something. I don't know what. And Petey and Saban are on the cable, and they get taken down by Bentley. I think that's where I was going with that. And then Tracy distracts Petey, who, distracts, is, like, huh? who is like,
1: hubba, hubba. Wait, like whoa, a, whoa, 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 whoa. You did did I forgot something? the inverted atomic drop from the cables. Oh, barely. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Saban was on there, and Bentley climbed up and gave him an atomic drop from the cables yeah. falling down. Yeah, But right then up. you then you can get the boobs and Petey. Yeah, so uh,
0: uh, Tracy comes up, and she's like sexily gesturing
1: towards uh, Petey Williams, who just can't resist. And Scott Demore is outside the ring screaming,
0: no! (laughs) No! He's like desperately trying to get Petey Williams' attention. Petey Williams is like he's like in a trance. Is that a woman? (laughs) He walks over there. He's like trying to get Tracy to give him a kiss. And then Tracy just like
2: Forces him to motorboat her. Yeah, no, forcibly, it was really yeah. really yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but,
1: but while she's doing that,
2: Bentley's climbing. That the, allows Bentley, obviously, to up on the cable. This man had a front row seat for some bosom shots, yes, man.
0: Yes, yes. So that means Bentley gets on the cable, but Sabin is there to take him down and drops him onto Petey Williams, who got knocked down somehow <laughs> at this point. Uh, and then there's a splash to Bentley and then a crucifix buckle bomb uh, with P- Petey gets buckle bombed in the corner onto Bentley. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was a great spot That was so cool Sick. That was, I was awesome I'm marked out for that big time I had to pause it Because I like That was a kind of a quick segment and I was like I gotta watch that again That was just That was really nice
2: There was a couple times We did that during this match Yeah, yeah. that was
0: awesome uh, So now uh, Saban is the lone man standing After he hits a big DDT
2: kick combo um, uh, Sa- This was a huge exchange for Saban here like a, like a tornado Like a standing tornado DDT To kick, one guy yeah, And then he enziguried the other guy. While dude. he
0: was in the middle Of doing the DDT oh.
2: It was really cool Uh and then he tries for the cable,
0: but Bentley says, no, 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 and reps him down. Saban tries a sunset flip to Petey on the outside, uh, but then Petey counters it into an apron leg drop. Uh, so he leg drops onto the apron. Both men fall down to the floor. Um, Williams gets back in, um, and Saban gets back in, and then Bentley gets back in. So all three men are back up and in the ring. Then there's a ne- neck neckbreaker-cutter combo. So it was, um, I think Bentley... Bentley did it, yeah. Bentley neck-broke neck one man, and then cuttered the other at the same time. Yeah. That was really cool. Sweet. This match just was going and going and going and there was no spot's time to stop. I had to pause this match maybe 5 or 6 times to like yeah, we did too. catch up on everything Such that was a happening. Good spot it was really cool. Yeah. Um so Bentley and saving get on the cable and then Bentley gets power bombed down. Everyone's dead. Williams and Saving get up. They fight under the buck under the turnbuckle and then Sabin gets crushed on the top rope. He kind of goes into a tree of woe position, but his feet are hung They say his feet are hung up on the ropes. Just
1: one of them. And he gets the O Canada. Yes. O
0: Canada. Yes. And so he's stuck up there. Uh, Bentley sends Petey out of the ring. Sabin still gets caught in the rope. He frees himself. He sends Matt out. Sabin hits a moonsault, takes both men out with that. Um,. Sabin recovers, gets on the cable. He gets speared down by Bentley. I think it was a spear. It looked like a spear. It, it was, was kind of like a yeah. It was a it was a bounce. Yeah. It was like a one armed spear takedown. Uh, but I mean, they're up on a cable. I'm not gonna knock them for that. Uh, so then the X falls down after this, and I, I don't know if this was a work or a shoot. We couldn't figure this, this out either. This is when I started losing track of what was supposed to
2: be happening. So we, the, we thought it was a shoot at first. Yeah, but. so
0: the X falls down. The mats just stops for
1: a second. And then they start like beating
0: each other the, up. Yeah, so all three men go out to the corner, then outside. They beat each other up while they put the X <laughs> yeah, back the, up.
1: <laughs> the ref's like, come on, come on, come on. Hop, yeah. hop, 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 hop. Here so the, the ring comes up. They put the X back. I thought it was pretty funny, though, when the ref was standing over the X. Petey Williams kept acting like he was going to grab it, and the ref yeah. would be like, no, yeah, no. That's a good point. Back that's a good up. Point. And then as the ref would like turn around, PD would start inching closer to it. No, no, no. That's a good point. Back up, PD. That's a good point because that will factor into the end a bit. It will. Um, yeah, so after that, all three mm.
0: men are outside. Uh, Bentley threatens Scott DeMore. I like Scott DeMore. I don't know how you guys think about it. Well, him, he's
1: running impact now. I know, I One know. One of the guys. It's awesome. Um,
0: so Saban and Bentley are brawling on the cables until both men fall down, and then what happens? The X falls down, but this time it falls into Petey Williams' arms. Now, Petey was
2: waiting too. He was waiting for Come it. To
0: Papa. Falls right into his arms, and he wins the match. I thought this was an excellent match with a goofy, botch esque finish. I'm still going to give the match four stars.
1: I gave it four stars as mm-hmm. well. I, part of me hated the finish, but if it was actually designed like that, I kind of like it. There's Did a lot know? of
0: execution that would have to go into it if that was the designed finish for it. If that was the execution that makes
2: Petey Williams look good but dastardly yeah. at the same time yeah yeah well and that's why. I'm so I give it 4 stars and that's kind of where I'm at I thought it was a shoot at first when it fell down the first time but once you I mean Petey was ready like he was literally underneath yeah. it like yeah. come on come on come on come on so I that's what made me think it was a work and in that case I loved that finish because that was Petey Williams yeah. like he was by yeah. any means necessary the ultimate opportunist kind of kind of similar to Edge in the finish category yeah. um but can I say that I pop for the O Canada spot Every time Oh yeah And same. I was super sad I didn't get to see A Canadian Destroyer I was destroyer. just about to say I was
0: praying for A Canadian yeah, I know. Destroyer It is my That's
2: favorite bad. Unrealistic move of all time Oh I love yeah. it It's um, awesome
0: Yeah the, it was a super good Match again Like like we say With all these
2: Ultimate next matches A beautiful spot fest. Just
0: watch it. it I'm sure it's on YouTube It's it's really worth watching Three super athletic guys In their primes Saban's still going at it Today though With the uh, Motor City Machine Guns They're still kicking well, around Well no,
1: the Motor City Machine Guns Are now dead uh, Not literally well, no say, they're both still alive <laughs> Shelly, Shelly is like Going back to school And kind of putting His career on hold Oh okay, okay. Saban put a tweet out Today that said uh, You know me and Shelly Aren't together anymore For right now But it's been a fun run And I'm going to do Some single stuff
0: Nice yeah he's in Ring of Honor If and, anyone wants to Keep up with
1: him Yep and P.D. Williams Is in, in Still in impact, impact as Shelly's said. going back To school Yeah I guess That's why we read On Twitter from What Sabin's is um,
0: Anyone know What Matt Bentley's Up to these days I don't know Hopefully Hanging with Sean around.
1: Cause him and Him and Kazarian Had a tag team For a while Yeah. Arguing about Who the real sexy boy is. So after this, I think this is
0: when we kind of start to disagree on something. Uh, we get an American most, America's Most Wanted video package hyping up their title match. It goes all the way back to them destroying Team 3D, taking them out of action. And,
1: uh, and stealing the titles from the Naturals. And stealing
0: the titles from the Naturals, who are going to get the rematch tonight. Uh, so, of course, American America's Most Wanted is uh, Chris Harris and James Storm. With Gail Kim. With Gail Kim. Thank you. This is the Gail Kim. I knew she was there. And then the Naturals oh, are Chase Stevens and Andy Douglas.
1: Chase Stevens is the blonde. And, and he Douglas does with the black hair
0: with the uh, uh with the bandage on his head cuz he got hit with a with an old bottle the beer bottle and that made him made him made him bleed. So, so this was for the tag team NWA tag team championship. Before
1: we get started, I have something to say. Yes, please. James Storm has like a baby face but the same body. I disagree. He's still got that chubby cowboy body in a He was more in up.
0: shape than than he is now. He's Man, he was slightly. yeah, he was
1: never really in shape. He was athletic, though. He's athletic as hell, but he um, always had that like beard The beard yeah. belly. Yeah. yeah. He lived it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. He lived it. Uh, so we do
0: get the NWA Tag Team title match. So all four, all four men start a brawl outside. Uh, Stevens and Storm get in the ring, and there's like a skin the cat segment countered into like a barricade power bomb double team. It was really hard to explain. It was like a botched skin the cat. James the, Storm got effed up. Yeah. James Storm ate a big bad boy move there. Yeah,
2: uh,
1: and well, well, it started out the Naturals yeah, just, the just naturals naturals were destroying heated, them yeah. on the stage. Yeah, they got yeah. the heat for Huge a long bumps. time. I, Huge I, was, bumps. I was thinking, like, before wow. The, before the bell even rang. Yeah, I was like, wow, they're giving the Naturals a lot of early yeah, offense. Yeah,
0: and they did, they did. Uh, for sure, and it, which is which works because the Naturals are fed up and they're tired and they're mad oh, yeah. and they're, you know, the, no, it was they've perfect. been
2: terrorized by AMW this whole time. It was perfect for the storyline and one thing you didn't see a lot, I mean, it, it depends. it's either seems like a pay-per-view has too much of that with people just like yeah. raring to go and fighting before the bell. This one did not. This was perfectly placed.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. So after they do brawl inside, they eventually make their way into the ring. Uh, Gail Kim gets her first attraction of the day, which allows AMW to get the upper hand and then Douglas gets busted open. Uh... Well, Harris Harris
1: ripped off the bandage. So it started, I guess he gets re-busted open and is what started we digging say. his claws yeah, he into was, like, him and ripping his
0: him. forehead in half. It looked like and looked, there
1: was some blood. Yeah, there was some blood. There was there mm. was
0: a good amount of blood here. Uh, Storm chokes Douglas with um, the, with wrist, the tape. wrist tape. Yeah, I was like, what did I right here? Tape chokes him out with the wrist tape. Which in today's WWE, man, you're fired if you choke someone. You know, <laughs> ask Daniel Bryan about that. Uh, uh, so the. Um, there's a bunch of tags coming in So uh, Harris and Storm are tagging each other quite frequently Stevens is in uh, Cross Harris And then there's a back body drop AMW take each other out on accident uh, So I think it was Harris took out James Storm uh, In kind of a move The classic move where the guy moves And he takes his partner out Um, He bopped him good. Bopped him good. Didn't really play into the match at all, thankfully. Uh, You know, we don't need a weird dissension angle in every tag team match, but it was something that allowed the Naturals to get a little bit of the heat back. Uh, Later on in the match, uh, Kim hands uh, Chris Harris some powder, and just like uh, in the show we did recently, I don't remember what show it was. It was last week. It was last week, I thought. So, yeah, uh, uh, Harris himself gets the powder, and then he takes out
1: uh, Storm again. This this is great because... Uh, Harris can't see. Yep. And so, he's, like, going around, and he grabs the first guy he sees, and it's Storm. And so, he slams Storm, and he's celebrating. He's, he's like, 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 pit him,
0: pit him, but he doesn't realize so he hits for a the great move.
1: while. And then the Naturals, like, pick him up and hit the AMW's finish of the death sentence.
0: Yes. For yeah, two. the death sentence, and it is a near fall,
1: so they steal. That was a move fantastic false finish. That, that, was, a, that was. was a great, was. like, series of moves. I thought yeah, it, was it was over. Was. There.
0: Yeah, I I definitely did, too, because I was like, oh, man, no one kicks out of the death sentence. Except... Uh except the people the who committed the this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um so a little bit later on in the match again Gail Kim is getting involved left and right she uh, distracts who is it it's not it's uh, Douglas Douglas yeah Douglas outside uh, she takes out handcuffs from somewhere and Ooh. handcuffs Douglas to the barricade and there he would stay for the rest of this match um uh, I, I was I was wondering like where's the ref for this? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. <laughs> um, uh, at, at any rate, there's an Inzaghi Steven that Stevens hits to Harris, and then Storm hits Stevens with a bottle, and then a death sentence um, opens the door for the death sentence for the win. They retain their titles. Match was very chaotic, uh, but it was fun. It was maybe a little overbooked for my liking, but I still gave it three stars.
1: Wow, wow, well, yeah. You you made it seem like you hated it, hater. No, I enjoyed it. Wow. Okay, you made it seem like you hated it earlier. Um, I gave it four stars. Mm. I thought mm. it was, I thought it was a fantastic tag team match. Wow! It kept my interest the whole time. There were some false finishes that were good. The natural disaster where Kim had to interfere to break it up that Zach missed. Early. Oh yeah, that was missed a good that. spot.
2: Yeah, there was a natural. So disaster. So I
1: there. thought it, I thought it was a four star match.
2: I really enjoyed it. Great tag team work. Yeah, uh, I I'm in the middle there. I give it three and three quarter stars. I thought that the storytelling was excellent. I mean. The false finish really got me, and then for them to handcuff—oh gosh, who was that? Was that Stevens or Douglas? Douglas. Yeah, for them to do the handcuff spot, and then the beer bot—like it was just—it was AMW. It was vintage AMW, and it was a great way to pick up the win and and get retain those tag titles and, and, then and keep the Naturals oh, pissed sorry. off. And
0: then post match, they continued the beatdown until we cut to a promo
2: for the Monsters Ball match. Ooh, bye. James Mitchell. Also real yes. quick before you do that. I'm super super not used to Gail Kim one being a valet and two being a heel.
0: She was like super involved in this match too.
2: Yeah, well she was like yeah, she was pretty darn involved in the whole pay-per-view all things considered. But I mean, yeah. yeah just seeing her as a valet is weird enough, but seeing her as a heel which I feel like as a wrestler most of the time she was a face, right? So
0: Yeah, that's actually a good point. So anyway.
2: So Luke, can you explain James Mitchell's promo here? It was very good. Uh, It was a little weird. It was a bit weird. Yeah. Explain why it was weird. Well, uh, so so the idea of a Monsters Ball match, or at least in this case, I'm not sure if this was the rule every time. They're supposed to, starting at midnight, the day of the pay-per-view. They lock all the contestants into basically solitary confinement. A dark, well, allegedly. A dark room, you know... Four walls, no food, nothing, so basically they can go insane for 24 hours or so until the pay-per-view. Well, James Mitchell is talking about a good old Abyssy boy and saying, well, he has the advantage here because uh, as a child, as a child he would be starved and locked in a dark room for days on end. So inviting abyss to a monster's ball match is like inviting a PTSD war veteran to a paintball fight. Wouldn't that have like the opposite effect of what you wanted? Well, it's basically saying you're going to be lucky if Abyss doesn't go completely nuts on you and have PTSD.
0: What do you guys think of like that, that specific stipulation for the monsters ball match? Like it's them, cool. like in you know, and obviously in kayfabe, like saying they're going to lock these guys away.
2: I kind of liked it, but you can't have Rhino on the pre-show. If you're I was gonna just do that. about to say <laughs> yeah. Kyle and I noticed uh, Rhino obviously like. Confronted Raven. So obviously he was not in a box all the way up until (laughs) the match. So if you're gonna have some contradictory stuff like that. I think it's fine, but like
0: it never came into play. Like all these guys were just wrestling the way they always had. Yeah, they didn't come
2: out they didn't come out in the entrance like crazed or
0: deranged. Uh but it's what it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, the only ill thing I have to say. I will say about this. But I Paul actually, Pets. I
2: really enjoyed James Mitchell's promo. I've always James loved Mitchell's James Cla- Mitchell. Classic, classic. I just feel like in 2018, that comparison is pretty insensitive. I don't think anyone would do that now. <laughs> probably,
1: probably, not, probably not. But probably get, not. get on with the match. It's uh, a good so one.
0: again, this is another match where I'm going to do my darndest to get through everything that happened. Uh, but th- there was essentially two matches going on throughout this match because it was just pure chaos so the match is sabu 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 jeff hardy abyss and rhino in the monsters ball match which is essentially a big old no rules match falls count anywhere no dq um also congrats to abyss for getting to the impact wrestling hall of fame i think we should say that off could the top. not
2: be more deserved uh, yeah, yeah he yeah. deserves it a lot cornerstone he's
0: definitely on the on the rushmore i think for the elder statesman for, in- of tna yeah for sure um so there's, I noticed as Abyss was coming out And I don't know if you guys caught this There's a girl in the front row Who was absolutely terrified of Abyss
2: No I didn't see that She was like
0: in her mid-twenties But like she had this look on her face Like she was about to faint
2: Was she wearing a shirt that said I heart dick?
0: No oh. I don't think so But it was amazing Because the look on her face was priceless I just had to write that down Because I thought it was funny
2: Kayfabe lives
0: So right off the bat Hardy gets ambushed uh, Sabu throws a chair at Abyss And then Rhino gets sent out Sabu goes over the top to Rhino Off the chair Hardy goes over the top to Abyss Sabu's busted open Already. I don't know what. <laughs> Dude, his <laughs> eye is cracked open. I, this was I think legit. He hit the barricade. I, think. I think this was legit. Uh, because yeah, it was hard way He was sure. bleeding so hard, and it was from one very specific area, like Luke said, on his eye. I
1: also got to say, like, Sabu is just throwing chairs around like crazy again. <laughs> Sabu is just it. still
2: throwing shit. That's what he does. Sabu looked great in this match. Oh, man. when he, he entered, did. when he came into, when he made his entrance, he threw a chair first thing, I thought he and it, it was it the very close to going into the front row. Do you
0: guys remember when Brock Lesnar threw that car door and hit someone in the audience with it? No, on No, I don't remember that. There was what? an episode around, like, 2014, 2015, when Lesnar, like, ripped off a door, hand, a door, like a car door, and threw it into the crowd, and he hit someone in the crowd with it and injured them pretty bad, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a damn car door.
1: <laughs> I guess my thing with Sabu is, like, this guy just doesn't give a shit, man. He's just yeah. throwing shit everywhere. And I'm like, holy I shit. I love the reckless uh, attitude that he had. I love. The, I match. do love the reckless attitude, but be fucking careful for the fans, man. It was close. That chair almost yeah. looked like it was going to go over the barricade. All right, continue where you were at.
0: Yeah, so, uh, Sabu's busted open already. Our four men are brawling into the crowd. So it's Abyss and Hardy, I believe, go on one end. And then Sabu and Rhino. and Rhino go on the other end. And they each brawl in separate sides of the crowd. The poor production crew for this match. Must have been working their butts off because that, this is the part when there are essentially two matches happening
2: at once. Yeah, two spots happening um, simultaneously.
0: Yeah, uh, Hardy hits an axe handle to Abyss, basically from the stands onto the, like the lower level. Uh, it wasn't quite like a, from a balcony, but it was from like a riser down. It was a, it was a pretty not the most extreme thing we'll see from Jeff by any means in this match, but uh, Sabu and Rhino keep rolling into the crowd. Hardy and Abyss are going to the ring. Sabu goes over the top rope to Rhino. That he did that spot maybe three or four times in this match, and I just loved it every single time.
2: On that one, was that the one where he just hung? He hesitated his, on the top rope. His balance. Rope. He he was known for doing that for like just staying on the top rope and still having his balance. And I think that's more impressive than anything. I agree. It was and, awesome.
1: And the fact that he's doing it when he's like to the end of his career, basically, yeah. he's still doing that. That's With impressive. Yeah, he looks yeah, so impressive in this match. Yeah, he looked really good. And I almost I was like kind of wanting him to be in the main event. Like yeah, no, I yeah, I feel it. I feel it
0: uh jeff hits a whisper in the wind to abyss uh abyss hits a backbreaker to jeff in return rhino drills abyss and sabu with a chair and then there's a poetry in motion off sabu onto abyss which was really really cool yeah that, and that was then, really good uh jeff decides hey maybe sabu wants to do the same gets down on all fours and sabu's not having it just kicks jeff right in the gut <laughs> it was so funny it was awesome because it was like no, i'm not gonna help you we're not friends like screw you uh and then Rhino takes out everybody with a kendo stick. Rhino's busted open now. He sets up for a Gore Abyss counters with a choke slam for a near fall. That was really nice. The kendo stick is not breaking. I, would, kendo like stick to,
2: yeah, stays I would like to mention they just don't make the kendo sticks like they used to. And he to. was he was hitting he Dude, was hitting hard. He was,
1: hard. He was hitting home runs Barry yes. Bonds style. That's bamboo baby. Um. So Abyss guys to get that
0: choke slam for choke slam for a near fall. Sabu grabs a table. Hardy grabs a ladder. <laughs> Rhino. uh hits Sabu, with a, is whipping Sabu with a weight belt. I don't know where he got this weight belt. The, the
1: trash can, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we were thinking, we were thinking oh, that yeah. was like a Hulk Hogan's NWO weight belt <laughs> that got away. lost in the he trash. He was
0: strapping him with that thing in the ring. And then Abyss sends the ladder into Hardy. They're kind of brawling out on the ramp. And then Abyss sets up a table and another table. This is like on the edge of the entrance ramp, kind of off to the side. Uh, it's important that we know where it's um Where it's placed for a reason I'll get into shortly. And then Sabu sets up a table outside the ring. Hardy hits a chair shot to Abyss. There's cutting back and forth between these two segments of people crawling. It is insane. Um, Sabu hits a uh, a, um, over the top rope to Rhino and then hit with a leg drop through a table. I just botched that a little bit, but basically, uh, Rhino was on a table. Sabu leg dropped him outside of the ring through the table.
1: Yeah, he went and jumped out of the ring onto the table. Yeah.
2: It broke way better than that other spot we saw Sabu uh, do at ECW One Night Stand. Too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when, when there's spots where like tables don't break, it's just like, ugh. Well, but they were breaking tables like crazy in the left match. and right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Jeff Hardy climbs up above the entire. TNA logo. So, the entrance ramp, there's like a little tunnel. And then there's the TNA, like, big sign. He climbs up above that. He's probably steel cage height, at least. At least. Yeah, he's at super least. high up there.
1: And he is far and away. And he's far
0: away from yeah. Abyss, who's laid yeah. out on the tables. He's and probably, I mean, ten, f- eight feet from... The sign He is where a first down distance Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he, no, he hit was far. A
1: huge swanton bomb and, to abyss.
0: And to make two this, tables.
2: And
1: to make this even more impressive, he didn't take a running jump. No. No, he just jumped. Revert. like
2: that could have been so bad in so many ways, but I wrote down wow. On I my feel notes. like Je- I, I wrote down holy shit, Jeff Hardy. That was one of
0: my favorite Jeff Hardy spots ever. And that's dude, that was a insane. lot insane.
2: I feel like he just walks into the arenas before the show. Uh, where's your highest point? Yeah, can I jump off of it? Yeah, that was a, it was amazing, and the crowd is going absolutely
0: bonkers at this point. So we do get back into the ring now because those two guys are pretty much dead. Rhino gets the kendo stick, Kendo Sabu. Rhino gets sent into the chair into the corner that he set up because of course he does, and then. Uh, <laughs> Sabu hits a top rope moonsault for a near fall onto Rhino. Abyss is finally making his way to the ring, and Sabu hits a leg drop to Rhino for a near fall uh, onto the chair. Uh, Abyss sets up a table in the corner, and then throws Sabu through the table outside. So there's a table set up outside as well. There's tables everywhere. And then basically Abyss just grabs Sabu and just throws him (laughs) outside through the table, uh, which Sabu was asleep for a while after that. And, And then Abyss eats a gore through the corner table, and then Rhino and Hardy are on uh, there's a oh yeah this is the finish now mm-hmm. so Hardy and Rhino are the two lone men standing uh, Rhino gets up on the middle rope with Hardy doing some kind of maneuver and then hits a destructive Rhino driver from the middle rope onto the ground Hardy folded up like a
2: chair yeah it was a pile driver from the middle <laughs> rope it was devastating I've never heard of the Rhino driver in my life I
1: forgot about it too he never hit it from the rope, did he? I don't think so. He hit this from the second rope, and
0: you have to you if you're watching this, you have to see Jeff Hardy's body on this pile driver. Yeah, because his he he folded in half. He crumples, and of course that is the finish.
2: And four and a half stars. Rhino me. gets
0: the win. I give it four point seven five. I thought this match was fantastic.
2: Uh, the official broken table counter is five plus or minus one.
0: Does that count the two that Abyss went through? Because Abyss no. went through two.
2: No, six. Wow. Official table count. Yeah, there
0: were tables getting broken everywhere. Yeah, four,
2: four and a half stars. Um,
1: oh God, that, that match took me back to when I watched it as a this kid. This was
0: almost my match of the night.
1: Yeah, this almost. match took me back to when I was a kid. You know what? I could almost bump it up to four and three quarters. I could almost bump it up to five. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it was just pure. So, so g- I'm going to go four and three quarters. I'm bumping it up because that match was just pure well, now I look like a dick at
2: four and a quarter. And that's fine.
0: You, don't, you do. You. I think the thing that I noticed about this match was that... Uh, it did not over or understay its welcome. It felt like the perfect amount of time, which is so rare for a match like that because sometimes it's like, oh, that was great, but I wish it would have been a little longer or it's, you know, that was great,
1: but it could have been a little shorter. I kind of agree, but I felt myself wanting more. Which
0: I guess everybody Yeah, a but match. you could watch that. I, shit would say for, that I was sitting there as a blood,
1: yeah. bloodthirsty little boy oh and just thinking, god. "Oh my god, I
2: want more." But I the sim- thing that was cool is there was blood, but not too much. Like it just struck a perfect. Well, Rhino was bleeding, but Sabu was hard Sabu way, was hard. Yeah. It literally took him point two seconds to get busted yeah. open. Uh
0: this was the perfect balance of everything you want in a match like this. Uh I thought it was
1: almost perfect. I'm gonna but also make, really love this match. Make one more statement, please. And um, this might be frowned upon now. But god damn it, I love it when Sabu throws chairs at people. I love it too. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Like, like I'm watching there and I'm just thinking, God, do I have a chair that I can throw at Luke right now? <laughs> He's so nonchalant <laughs> about it. Uh, yeah. No,
2: no, you're right. Like, you're it's right great. though. It's great. Um, nowadays, it's it's hard. Like, we know we're not going to see any any head any headshots. You know. Right. So it's kind of almost like. As grotesque as it is, we're just bloodthirsty fans. It's it's fu- it's you appreciate it back then. It it it's, to be like, fair, to see those anymore. To be
0: fair, you didn't get a ton of pure headshots on this show or even in this match. There were some, but it's not like you know 2000 era ECW or WWE. It's it's the, it, you know guys were protecting their heads, but the the high spots is what stuck out to me
2: in this uh, match. Yes, for sure. But I feel like the throwing the chair has to hurt worse than actually swinging oh, it oh yeah i would believe that yeah cause um, who knows
0: what angle it's coming at you know
2: but yeah no gorgeous mayhem and i oh, that's a good way so to put good. it so uh, good. i loved it so after that um we get
0: an announcement zabisco has made up his mind he's announcing that there's going to be a 10 man over the top rope basically a mini royal rumble uh to determine the number one contender for jeff jarrett's title that will be in the main event
2: so creative Turned out to be pretty good Well no it And was, it was all I think it wasn't a stip Like all people who had Participated in the pay-per-view In some In some kind In some, kind of, in yeah.
0: some capacity yeah. there's, one there's there
2: one guy one exception That yes. didn't
1: wrestle um,
0: And then we get a hype package For Christopher Daniels And AJ Styles For the X Division Championship Which can only mean one thing And that is That, that is the next match On the card And this is a 30 minute Iron Man match They oh, had an Iron yes. Man match Previously And this is the rematch Of the Iron Man my match Thought he was ready uh, I knew this was match Was going to be good But it blew my socks off Blew him right off, right in the living room. Can we
2: have the sidebar now or Yes, later? let's do it. Christopher Daniels, so I'm going to I'm gonna say the big three, of the X Division, Samoa, Joe, AJ, and Christopher Daniels. Well, agree. Of, of those three, why didn't Christopher Daniels ever, and, and still, why doesn't he get a WWE run?
0: I've wondered that. It's kept me up at night. I've wondered yeah. that
2: so much. I've always wondered it too. He's I'm amazing.
0: I'm
1: glad that
2: Ring of Honor gave him a title run though it was a short one but I'm glad he got I'm one I'm glad he got one he's amazing he can be a great heel he's charismatic he's, he sells like, his ass off and he's a great worker I feel
0: like he's never gotten the recognition he's deserved in any promotion that he's worked for really. it's because
1: he's been the shadow of
2: AJ and Joe, unfortunately yeah. yeah he was great and he was great in this match great tag uh, team worker great singles worker he can be the top guy in any promotion where there those two aren't in yeah, yeah.
1: I agree
0: uh, I, can I say, I was exhausted after watching this match.
2: Well, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what Iron Man matches do. Should we do. get right into it? Do yes. it. Um, and again, this is the third match in a row where I'm going to say just watch the freaking match because it is worth every second of the 30 minutes. Um so uh, we get in the match. Daniels ambushes, ambushes Styles at the bell for an early advantage. Uh, they trade strikes and chops. There's a big arm drag by AJ to Daniels. And then AJ hits this brutal-looking backbreaker onto um, Christopher Daniels. Really nice exchange to start the match. Um, they head outside. Daniels gets sent over the barricade. And the camera's just on Christopher Daniels. And he's like kind of recovering in the crowd. And then AJ flies in like a madman
2: out of oh, nowhere. Oh, yeah, dude. He flew Jesus. in and takes out Daniels. That was bad Daniels. camera work on that one. No, I think that was good, camera. Well, Wait, it no. was good in that he was just out of the frame completely. No, I yeah. loved it. I thought oh, it was great. See, I wanted to see the whole thing. See, I wanted to see him, where he took back off up. from.
0: You saw him back up, but I loved the shot when because it, it just looked like he came out of nowhere. Was that from the apron or the turnbuckle? It was from... I think it was from the turnbuckle.
2: No, the apron. I'm sorry. I apologize. For it to be from the apron, which is decently close to the height of a, yeah. the barricade, that man just soared. He flew. And so they'd get back in
0: the ring, and then AJ... Um, gets an earfall fall out of that, and then they get a really long... This is when AJ starts becoming methodical, AJ. And he just puts this uh, rear headlock and, and also a chin lock onto Daniel's forever.
2: And But he um, does the little things here. He, most yeah. people just put the rest hold in and, and they just have it and they make it look like they're going, he's cranking. Yeah, and he
0: has an answer for everything that Daniel's tries to do to get out of the hold. And mm-hmm. this goes on maybe for like a half second too long, but I'm not going to complain about it because again, you're telling a story. This is this is all part of the greater story phenomenal. of this match, exactly. Uh, and this does goes on for a long time. Eventually, Daniels breaks free, and uh, there's a nice kind of little wrestling exchange after that. There's a big kick to Daniels um, from to the ribs from AJ, and then AJ hits a running like little running forearm, like the basement forearm that he does, and then slams Daniels head onto all six of the turnbuckles, which was this man. It's AJ was kind of brutal here for a while in this match. Uh, I like that spot a lot. It's really simple, but again, it's just. You know, I'm gonna brutalize you, and I'm gonna wear you down because I have 30 minutes to do it, and this is the way I'm choosing to do it. And I just thought that was really good storytelling and really good character work by both men. It's almost um, like
2: Christopher Daniels threatened to steal his kids. Almost. <laughs> uh, and uh, you are
0: taking advantage of all six of the turnbuckles too. You know.
2: Yes, so I loved. Uh, you didn't agree, but I loved the six-sided ring. Kyle did too. I, didn't, I
0: did. I didn't mind the six-sided ring. I just don't miss it.
2: You it know. was just different, and I felt like it was more fast-paced. But. I think
0: at the time, it kind of gave TNA a little bit of an edge that it needed. Yes, particularly I, I completely this time. agree. Um, so then AJ is very methodical here. He sinks uh, like a bridged chin lock, uh, and then Daniels uh, ditches it and then breaks the hold. And then AJ hits a flying forearm, which gets counted into a suplex. And then Daniels twists AJ's neck. Like looks like he's going to snap it. Like He looks like he's going to just tear AJ's head off. And then he does it again. That looked brutal. Like for oh, such yeah. a simple spot, no, like it like, looked like Ew. he was shaw conning his ass. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, there's a tilt a world, really nice tilt a world backbreaker to AJ from Daniels for a near fall, and there's a roll up for a near fall. This is when the match kind of went from like methodical to I don't want to say desperation yet, but it was getting to the point where both men were like, we got to get a fall here soon. So there are a lot of roll up attempts kind of in this little um, in this little sequence here. So AJ tries getting up, he gets to the rope, and then Daniel sets a split leg and moonsault for a near fall. Uh, and then a lion salt into a DDT. It was a second rope moon salt, but I always call it the lion salt, which he does still today. So he hits, he goes for the moon salt, and then he grabs Daniels and hits the reverse DDT. Still does that spot today. I still love it every single time you split leg it. moon salt? That was what Daniels hit to AJ, and then AJ recovered and hit the what? What, what kind of moon salt is that? Split legged.
2: Was that not the BME?
0: No, that was not no. the BME. Oh, okay. the BME. Okay. Split legged is when you bounce your legs off the rope and then do a moon salt from that. That's what that's what Naomi does it too. This man doesn't know what a Split leg and Moonsault is. He doesn't know what
2: the BME is. I know what the BME is. Well, I know is. he bounces know off, but he goes second rope, top rope for the BME and yeah, bounces off. Yeah,
0: this is just when he bounces off this second rope with his legs, with his like his
2: butt. Well, gentlemen, this is where I retire.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And so he hits that nice DDT, and then both men are back up. They're strike comboed from AJ to Daniels. And then a really like unique suplex uh, that AJ hits to Daniels, to Christopher Daniels for a near fall. Uh, it was like a headlock suplex, kind of, almost. It was really unique. There's a lot of unique suplexes. Uh, there's another one in this match later. And there's a pump handle gut buster for a near fall mm. uh, that AJ hits to Daniels. Uh, and at this point, they're really starting to like wonder, what's it going to take for a fall? There's We're getting close to halfway through this match, and there's still no falls. Um, and then there's a phenomenal forearm gets countered into a... Uh, Christopher Daniels rolling Death Valley driver for a near fall Daniel suplexes AJ off of the top rope for a near fall and then there's a neckbreaker countered by AJ into uh, one of his own for a near fall and then there's essentially a blue thunderbomb by Daniels for a near fall the match is really picking up pace here now we
2: get of, the BME yes yes there's a lot of the big, best moonsault
0: yes ever. Uh, and then that's we get the BME for the near fall that's right right after that and then AJ hits a torture rack into like a torture rack bomb for a near fall and then this is desperation's really setting in uh, AJ misses a corner splash Daniel knees him to ringside and then Daniels hits him with a suicide dive outside there's a Pele kick to Daniels once he climbs up onto the apron AJ's back in the ring at this point Pele kicks him he gets knocked back down and then um AJ goes over the top rope the top place he is so is Suicina onto Daniels Whew. Daniels hits a backdrop slam onto AJ from the apron right to the floor
2: Oh yeah, no that that had ate so da- much I think momentum. Daniels
0: ate the worst of that because he kind of landed on the concrete because at ringside there's only about three feet of of, of like of padding, mat, yeah. and then there's like a little concrete area, and Daniels ate that hard. Uh, you don't see that spot. Usually you see it onto the apron, but he just did it right off the apron, onto the ring
2: side. Well, and area. like, well, AJ was like holding onto the rope with his hand, and so I think they just had all that yeah, force, yeah. and then when he let go of his hand, they just... It looked great. And then both men
0: are really selling really well here. They're, oh, they're yeah. exhausted. They're Always. crawling around. Uh, Daniels hits a roll-up for a near fall. AJ hits a roll-up for a near fall. He misses a Pele kick, and then we get dual roll-up attempts for near falls. Uh, AJ eats a German suplex and then pops up, and then lariates Daniels. Both men are down. AJ rolls out of the ring... Um, or, sorry, AJ rolls onto Daniels for a near fall during the double down. Um, AJ hits a crossbody, which gets turned into a Daniels roll up for a near fall. I still have two pages of notes here on most people. This match is crazy. Um, and then there's an Instagram to Daniels for a near fall and then one by, uh, sorry. Yeah. And then one by two Daniels and then one from Daniels for a near fall. He goes for the angel wings, gets countered into a pin bridge and then Daniels kind of gets up and then AJ he goes for his own little bridging pin. AJ gets up from that, deadlifts Daniels, hits a Styles Clash. There's about 10 seconds left. Rolls him over, gets the pinfall.
2: With one?
0: With one fall second. as time expires. One second
1: remaining, yeah.
0: I need a cigarette after that match, boys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> boy. Mm-mm. Well, you uh, forgot
1: one spot. Yeah, go ahead, please. Um, it was. Re- I mean, you mentioned the spot, but when they were on the outside, they got thrown to the outside... AJ had the biggest bruise I've ever seen on the Oh his
0: leg. yeah, so there's a part when AJ gets thrown to the outside and he he takes this bump on the steps yep. on the ring steps hard. His like upper thigh hits the ring steps and he has this nasty bruise on his thigh. That did not look like it felt good at all. Yeah. Like uh, deep. I so, gave the
1: match 4 and 3 quarters. Great match, fantastic match. Yeah, good I, good story, good selling, good This is my match of the everything. night.
2: And what, what was so special about it? What was so special about this? Uh, how you felt about this match?
0: I'm giving out my first five-star rating to this match because I just, man, this is one of the fav- my favorite matches I think I've ever seen. I really like this match. It
2: was a
1: great match. A lot. And I I, I I
0: honestly, I plan on going home tonight and rewatching it without having to take notes because I just want to see it again.
2: Sweet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I also gave it five. Um, this is two of the greatest in the world. Doing their thing. Doing their thing and giving them that much time is incredible. There's just such there's such little nuances with these two. Yeah. Like for like a rest hold being vicious. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles cranking on it, the way they sell. Uh, that rolling death valley driver you talked about, Christopher Daniels hit that and he landed on his feet. Yeah. He landed straight up. So like just these the the sheer feats of athleticism that they're able to pull off here. They couldn't have booked that better, and that crazy exchange at the end with like the three different reversals, uh, the bridges, and then the Styles clash with one second left. The timing, there's no way to do it justice. Told, they just told the ultimate story. Yeah, I love the
0: storytelling throughout this match, and the character work was just great. Like you can see as the match progressed, the 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 subtle emotion in both men changed from uh, almost like cocky arrogance to desperation to like real desperation These to exhaustion, and then back to desperation. It was just. It was art. These two dudes have the best
2: chemistry of any two wrestlers they ever. They really do. They yeah, really, they, they do. really do.
0: Uh, because they had that three-way with Joe, right? The Unbreakable one? Yeah. Uh, and that's oh, also my God.
2: A the, fantastic these two match. could never
0: put
1: on a bad match with
2: yeah. each other. Well, they
0: always say AJ could wrestle a broom and put on a good match, and I think Daniels is very
1: much in that He's
0: right up there. In that vein. Um, yeah. After that, we go straight into the 10-man battle royal, which is for the number one contendership.
1: And your 10 men are Samoa Joe, Ron The Truth Killings, the Homicidal, Suicidal, Genocidal, Sabu, Lance Hoyt, The Monster Abyss, Jeff Hardy, Pounce, Monty Brown, <laughs> Rhino, Kip, Billy Gun James, and The Phenomenal, AJ Styles.
0: Yeah, so we'll kind of go through it. I didn't write a ton of notes of this match. I because, didn't really write much either. Again, it's an over-the-top it of was battle, battle but I wrote down the important important spots so Samoa Joe and the truth do start as Kyle said uh, and then after so the uh, the two first men are in the ring it's 90 seconds when the next comes out and then after that every minute someone will come out and they actually kept to the timeline that was a really quick pace to this which I really liked you know when you watch something like the Royal Rumble it could be they say it's 90 seconds but it could be two minutes one minute five minutes like there's no real like, whatever
2: the hell they feel exactly
0: like. and this was you saw the minute timer you know the whole time so I really liked the exchange that Samoa Joe and the truth had uh, Ron the truth to start this match uh so right off the bat R-Truth is kind of like teasing Joe for his dance moves earlier, and then Joe doesn't like that and just hits him with the strike, gets a hits this massive running knee, uh, and then gets him into the corner, knocks him down, hits another running knee slash boot that the cameraman was in the perfect spot to catch that spot because mm-hmm. it was it looked vicious. brutal vicious. Yeah. It was vicious. It was it was it was V trigger worthy, if I say so myself. It it was really great. Um And then Truth does get back up. He hits a leg sweep. He tries to send Joe over the top rope. As that's happening, Sabu comes out, throws a chair at both men, and then he hits a moonsault to Truth and then a flying kick to Joe. And then Hoyt comes in, trade strikes with Joe, big boots Joe, and then he attacks Sabu in the corner. And then after this, um, it's just men brawling. Abyss comes in. uh, He faces off with Joe, trade big chops, and then double choke slam tees, uh, which we do not get. Jeff Hardy comes in. He's hobbled hobbled Jeff Hardy comes out (laughs) to the ring and then Monty Brown comes in, pounces Sabu, dumps Hardy, who's the first elimination, and it was awkward? it was supposed to be where like he clotheslines Hardy. He's supposed to cactus jack himself out of the ring, basically, where he does the clothesline but goes
1: out. But it's ugly.
0: But Hardy goes out first, and then clearly you can just see Monty Brown throw himself. Yeah, out Yeah, there's of the like ring. no momentum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, Brown and um, Hardy are both out at that point. Rhino comes in, he eliminates Hoyt right away, and then Kip James is in at nine, who is the man who kind of was involved, kind of was not uh, in the match. Uh, he splashes Abyss in the corner, and then it's a famoser on him. AJ Styles comes in at number 10 he is really hobbled
2: yeah he's, um, look, he's he does not want to be well, i mean he literally just got done with a 30 minute match. It's they worth, went straight into it
0: it's worth noting that sabu was eliminated off camera which is a as a bummer man uh even the announcers were confused they're like is sabu out no i don't think he's out and then as aj styles was coming to the ring they're like uh by the way sabu's out i don't know who eliminated him i don't know when it happened he was there one second and then he was gone the camera didn't quite catch that uh but that happens uh so aj comes in um AJ's looking hobbled. The crowd is really behind Samoa Joe at this point. Kip James is limited by Abyss, and then he saves R-Truth, R- sorry. He saves the Truth from being eliminated, um, and then he tries again. <laughs> uh, Samoa is trying to eliminate Truth, and then the ref kicks him out, and then he does get eliminated after that. And then Abyss comes up and eliminates Joe and AJ at the same time, turns around, eats a gore, gets thrown out, and Rhino is your winner. Uh, I give the match 3.5 for a short little battle royal. I thought it was...
1: 3.5 I thought it was fun I gave it 2.5 I thought it was fun But I didn't think It was anything special I
0: really liked The the exchange that Truth And Joe had In the beginning of this match It was only a few minutes long But they had really good chemistry With each other I thought
2: Bro you gave a 10 man Battle Royal A 3.5 I thought it was fun What would you give it Luke? I gave it 2 it was a battle royal. Okay. Meltzer over and, here. And, and Rhino, I mean, Rhino won. There was there was a few sweet spots that I kind of forgot I, to score. about. It's hard to I really do. wanted Sabu to win.
1: But. It's hard to score those matches. But but then, I think, so we get to Rhino versus Jeff Jarrett for the NWA title with, Rhino's with the third Huntington match match Beach the Bad Boy. Tito Ortiz. People's Champion, Tito Ortiz. And one of the
2: worst officials of all time. Tito man. was fast
0: and loose with the rule book here, man. So Jeff Jarrett comes out. Oh, by and, the way. Oh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Tito
2: Ortiz has his referee shirt, and on the back of it is just this, this BS one. patchwork sign for his website. Team Punishment. Yeah, or yeah. teampunishment.com or something like that. Yeah. And you could tell that it, the shirt was made, and then someone just stitched this patch. it's like, whoa, 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 you whoa, whoa. Like, clo- you can see the
0: clothespins on there. Yeah, that well, was let me get some branding here. Uh, so Jarrett comes out uh, first. <coughs> or Actually, Rhino's already out, I guess. Um, yeah, Rhino's already out. <coughs> Rhino's out, because this immediately goes from the Battle Royal right into the main event. And, of course, Jeff Jarrett gets yeah. the most extravagant entrance I've ever seen in my life. There's the whole firework budget. And pyro, and this is he's just basking bask his glory, not to steal Keith Lee's thunder, but uh,
2: he comes out. And, and then, we found out that his guitar literally had pyro coming out of it, too. Yeah, we did. That was pretty cool.
0: So he held his guitar up, and it was like Mickey Mouse at Fantasmic at Disneyland. And
2: Yeah, but there was so the much other guitar. pyro, you could you barely tell, tell that the damn guitar had pyro. I couldn't
0: tell until I got to... Uh, you got to hear to the studio and kyle was what kyle and luke were watching it and i saw that part again and i was like oh it's pyro uh and then of course he tells the boy boys in the back bring it on out and then they bring out a casket because jeff jarrett says he's gonna put somebody in a casket tonight and he literally meant it because he literally brought a casket <sighs> out to ringside yes yes uh yes. so the match starts uh <laughs> the bell never rang and Jared just attacked Rhino, who is still down, and sends him outside, hits his head on the announce table a few times. Oh, first he he does, uh, he does did something kind of nice in the beginning of this a match. nice drop kick. Yeah, he hits a nice drop kick. That's what it was. And then he gets him outside, slams his head on the announce table, slams his desk head on the announce desk like, three or four times. Then he gets a trash can. Blatantly just hits him with a trash can and
2: Tito Ortiz is not doing that stuff. (laughs) This man's never read a rule book in his damn life He's not
0: counting. He's not doing anything I mean obviously this is what he was told to do, but it just made him look like such a chump official because he's just letting everything go And then he uh, slams Rhino onto the casket. They eventually do get back into the ring um, and this is when Kim gets involved. She tries to interfere. She goes for a crossbody on a Tito who catches her and just like sets her down out of the ring and then like chases no. her, chases her no. down the ramp. And he's like, no, like treating her like a dog. He's like, get out of here. Hiss. Go. Shoo. And then while that's happening, uh, the AMW come out, they slip Jeff Jarrett a guitar. He guitars, uh, Rhino hard. I know it's a, I know it's a gimmick guitar, but he hit him very hard. Was well, that, that the one where
2: he caught him like on the lower part? Yeah. Baseball swung it, dude.
0: Ooh, he hit him really hard, right in the face and the yeah. arm, and his arm was busted you, open. You also
2: forgot
1: how Jeff Jarrett kept going to the top and jumping on oh, Rhino, yeah, hit, and then Rhino caught him, threw him up, and, and kicked him, him in the dick. Yeah, that's right. I can't <laughs> forget that. I love dick spots. So, yeah, uh, Jeff Jarrett hit two
0: flying lariats off the top rope and went for a third, and as that's happening, just gets, goes to dick kick city. He, like, gives him, like, a pop-up. Chokeslam dick kick (laughs) Like he hits him in Chokeslam position Lifts him up And then just kicks him Right in the Not not what you expected
2: No But um, but equally great
0: Yes And then a little later on He does get the guitar shot Uh, It was brutal And then After that Rhino kicks out after two And then AMW Is getting involved Tito punches them both out Not having it (laughs) He's doing some officiating now And then JJ tries For another guitar shot And then he eats a gore Rhino Wins the match And becomes your new Out of nowhere nwa champion
1: i gave it two and a half stars it was not the best match in the world but the ending made up for it it was really overbooked
0: it was a bit sloppy uh i gave it two and a half stars because rhino won the title <laughs> same i didn't like the match
1: same the but match it, was fine i was enjoying it, it wasn't fine uh seeing rhino with gold well, I like that then afterwards amw this was a mess amw attacks rhino three live crew comes out to make the save then team canada comes out they they smash Ryan right with the guitar and put him in a. They put ca- him in the casket. Put him in the casket. and They start to celebrate with the title, and I'm like, yeah. God damn it!
0: I thought this is when the show's going off the air, and I was like,
1: Jarrett did it again. And then the Dudley boys make their return. The uh, team, who? team three D. <laughs>
0: So and they come out They take out everyone They 3D Eric Young Who the whole time The Dudleys were brawling With everyone else Eric's eh. just on top of the He's casket He's like on top of the casket Like shaking in his boots What do we do What do we do And so of course He gets to eat the 3D He gets put in the casket They hand the title to Rhino He holds it up on top of the casket And we go off air So He's, thankfully Well
2: with Eric Young In the casket He, he stomps the shit shut. out of it uh, So what do you guys Give the show Overall grade? Um,
0: Man I thought this was A really good show Really good I'm, I, I'm glad
1: it Stood the test of
0: time I really enjoyed it There was a couple duds But I, I didn't Give it anything what worse than a two point five? I don't I, think I'm don't
1: up think. there too. I think uh,
0: I'm gonna give it an A minus. I thought it was fantastic. That's what I gave it to, I thought it was, I think this is our best show since Mania nineteen that we've looked at. Yes.
1: we uh, god, this show. I just it takes me back to why I love it, it so I'm, much. I'm really
0: glad that you suggested it, and I'm
1: glad that I got to watch it.
0: Yeah, it's thanks, a
2: good man. One. Well, yeah. we we took one look at this card. By the way, I, I gave it in a minus as well. We took one look at this card and we're like, there's no way this isn't gonna be incredible. There's just none. It's way too. Back then, you wouldn't have thought that this was so star studded, but knowing what we know now, it was just like there's no way that this much talent isn't going to just yeah, it, produce. There were, th- I mean, those
0: three, the tag title match, which obviously I was a little down on, but still gave it a three, and then the Monsters Ball, and then the. Uh the X Division Championship. All this main match. event
2: was probably the the worst match. It was the worst match. It, on the it card was a by, very good by show by far,
0: and that's. I mean, it, it wasn't the worst match I've ever seen, but it was by no, far the worst no. match on the card. Such
2: a good show. Like three guitars were broken. Yeah, uh, this was a really.
1: Yeah, thank you, Kyle, for yeah, suggesting so the show. If you're a TNA fan, if you're a wrestling watch, fan, if you watch haven't this. seen this pay per view, watch well, it.
2: And, and w- two things, two things. Yes, please. Before we wrap up, um, one. Hold on! Don't let me forget it. Oh, one they did say at the, the the little fan fest promo thing that they did the little commercial that he, what he likes so much is this. They're not a soap opera. There was barely any promos in this pay per view. There were ten matches, including a thirty minute Iron Man match, and most. Pay per views we've been watching have like what yeah. six or seven and yeah. a
0: ten man over the top battle. Yeah, dude,
2: and just a randomly smack dab in the middle. So there was a ton of yeah. wrestling, a ton of great wrestling, and they did it the right yeah. way, and they told the story in the ring where it yeah. should have been.
0: I didn't think anything was overbooked really until
1: the
2: last match. I even uh, I even liked the last match. I was yeah. no, I enjoyed the show. It was a me. great show. Yeah. What's well, next? Uh, last thing. Hold on. hold oh, on. Yeah, sorry. Conspiracy theory alert. Conspiracy theory alert. During the AJ Styles Christopher Daniels match. Guess who was not officiating? Slick. Have we ever seen Christopher Daniels and Slick Johnson in the same ring? That was supposed to be the same soul thing. patch, same bald I, head. I mean, both jacked. You've got a point. You've yeah. Christopher Daniels and Slick Johnson. You've got a point. You got to. All right, we'll look so into that. We'll look into that. I knew there was a reason I loved him. I'll get my people on that.
1: What's next, Kyle? So, next week we got King of the Ring 1998. King
2: of the Ring. I've been so excited
1: this. For is this is the
0: King of the Ring, the Mankind Undertaker Hell in a Cell match. There's also Kane and Stone Cold for the WWF title. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the earliest pay per view memories I have as a kid. Uh, the first one was WrestleMania 14, obviously. God, God. Stone Cold winning the title. And then this one, uh, watching this with my family and just having that image of mankind going off that cell is forever. And I mean, forever burn into my memory and i cannot wait to watch this pay-per-view as a whole again
2: that's literally that is literally the most well-known wrestling clip of all time yeah Yeah, i mean maybe besides andre getting slammed but i know i'd say this is above it this is above it so tune in for next week it's gonna be a good show yeah
1: after that we have halloween havoc
2: 1996 with hogan versus macho man
0: and then evolution which again i will be absent for so these 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 two and joe samoa joe
2: Yes. Well, it. We'll we'll keep it. We'll keep it under wraps. Or do we just want to announce it now? We'll keep it under wraps till right. a week before. It's Samoja. Yeah. yeah, it's basically Samoja.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening so much. Thanks, volcaniacs.
2: Peace out.